Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Shortly after the argument that I presented at the Supreme Court regarding the censorship of the Christian flag by the city of Boston, the Supreme Court decided to take up the Coach Kennedy case. He was ultimately terminated for kneeling for prayer after a football game. We're going to be talking about these cases next on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, Matt, this is just unbelievable to me that the lower courts would uh, of course, he was fired, but then the lower courts would not side with him. I mean, the man, he's a, is a, a coach. He knelt at the 50-yard line, closed his eyes, prayed a brief, quiet prayer by himself. Then as he was kneeling, other coaches and players from the opposing team, along with members of the public, decided to join him on the field and kneel beside him. Yeah, and That's what they said picture. was, since he is a coach, it is government speech not private speech. Well, that's the issue that is in our case, Shirtliff versus City of Boston. The City of Boston created this public forum, and they opened it up for a wide variety of individuals to have private flag-raising events that happen typically at the same time as their other private gatherings at the base of the flagpole. And it went on for 12 years with no censorship, and when Camp Constitution, Hal Shirtliff, its founder, filed an application in 2017. The word Christian is what caught the attention of a Boston official, and it was that word alone that caused the censorship. Had it been called anything else, the same flag would have flown for an hour without incident, but because the word Christian was used in the application the city of Boston censored it, and they dug their heels in. And then they ultimately defended this on this distinction between government speech and private speech. They said, oh, well, it's really government speech, not private speech. So therefore, since allowing this to happen would be, quote, an establishment of religion or church-state separation, they said, we can stop it, we can ban it, we can censor your religious viewpoint because it's government speech, not private speech. No, no, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, so let's go back to our founders. They created government to protect our religious freedom, to protect our freedom of speech. So now the government is wanting to censor that? What has happened? That's exactly right. Well, because you have this anti-Christian sentiment by some people, and they're playing fast and loose in Boston, for example. They're saying, well, this is a forum, and it's open for everybody, but when you become number 285 in the application line, so now you've processed 284 people, and you said, okay, you're all good to go, but Mr. Application number 285, which is Hal Shirtless Camp Constitution, whoops, there's a word in your application, and that's a problem, and it's the word Christian, so we're going to censor you. That's only coming from this religious bigotry perspective, and then they're defending it on the basis that it's government speech. So let's move now to the Coach Kennedy case, and it's the same thing. That's why we've been saying, for example, that our case, Shirtliff, has a huge impact on a large 
variety of other free speech. And so it's interesting that this Coach Kennedy case, that had been um, requested to have a review by the Supreme Court. They kept on moving the review process down the line, down the line, down the line. They would reconference it, then they would reconference it again, and they didn't make a decision. Then we had our argument on January 18, and that argument went very well, mm -hmm. and it became quite evident even to the media that the Supreme Court was going to side with us and against the city of Boston, siding on the side of private speech versus mm -hmm. government speech. Right after that, the Supreme Court had a conference later in the week, and in that conference, they decided to take, finally, the Coach Kennedy case. And the issue there is somewhat similar. Mm -hmm. The district court in the decision said that Coach Kennedy's conduct would be perceived as, quote, government endorsement of religion, yeah. unquote. Raising the same concern mm -hmm. about the Establishment Clause. And remember that Justice Kavanaugh, in a question to the city attorney in our case, said, it seems as though the city made a mistake, and they had this mistaken notion that to allow this flag would violate the Establishment Clause. And Justice Gorsuch also picked up on that, and he says, it seems as though we're in agreement, referring to the other justices, that the Establishment Clause is not a proper defense here. So shouldn't that end the case? Right. And he's referring to the city attorney. Uh, and he put him on the spot. Shouldn't that end the case? We agree. Can you not hear us? We don't think this is an Establishment Clause defense that you have. Should that be the end of the case? And we're just done. Move on. Even some of the justices on the typically left side Exactly, on, on the same page. page. So then when it becomes clear that they're all thinking generally the same direction, then they decide it's time to take the Coach Kennedy case. Mm -hmm. They take the Coach Kennedy case, and the same kind of thing happened in the Coach Kennedy case where really this is private speech. This was after the football game, and he kneels down and— By himself. By himself, and then other people start to join him, like you said, other— the opposing team, team, other people from the public. Players and, and uh, coaches, people from the public. And then they ultimately discipline him. And they say, no, this is not your private speech. Uh, this would be a government endorsement of religion. This is government speech, and we're going to stop you from doing this. And then they say, if you do it again, you'll be punished. So they ended up terminating him. And they terminate him because they say... This is government speech. You can't do it. And the reason why you, we're not going to allow it is because if we were to allow it, it would be the school establishing a religion. But he's just privately praying. I mean, he happened to kneel down. I mean, many of us privately pray, standing up or doing other actions. Is the government going to come and question us about that? I mean, he just kneeled by himself and prayed. That's exactly <laughs> right. And but it's, see, see the difference, it's the similarity between our shirtlift mm -hmm. case against Boston and the Coach Kennedy case against the high school there because you have the, op you know, what happens if he were not 
in a kneeling position. Mm-hmm. He wasn't saying anything, right? He wasn't, they, they couldn't hear his words. Right, he didn't say, come on, y'all, over. we're going to pray or anything. He just prayed quietly by he himself. He just knelt down. And they're assuming that just by kneeling down, that symbol of kneeling down, uh, that he's not protesting the flag, mm-hmm. as you see people now taking one knee. He's kneeling down to pray to God. And even though he's not broadcasting this on the microphone, they're saying with a heavy hand, no, this is government speech, we can stop you. That's why I've said before, if we lose this case, the implications are staggering. It would mean that government can do exactly what they did to Coach Kennedy. Now, I don't know how they're going to rule in Coach Kennedy's case. We won't know that until they actually rule. But I can tell you that he has a good shot of winning, especially after the argument in our case, Mm -hmm. where I presented oral argument and the responses of the justices. And I think it's very interesting that after our oral argument, they ended up deciding, finally, we're going to take this case and we're going to address it. And the issue here is the intersection between private speech Mm -hmm. and government speech and this Establishment Clause argument. You know, it was interesting, Matt, because in 2018, the court denied the request But four justices, Alito, Thomas, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh, expressed serious concern about how the school district and the lower courts had understood the First Amendment rights of public school teachers. So now they're taking this case after ours. So I think I'm very excited to see how these are going to um, help establish national precedents. Yeah, I think that the two together are going to have a huge impact Mm -hmm. on this free speech, government speech, establishment clause issue. And the case, as it was uh, earlier, you mentioned it, they petitioned it to the U.S. Supreme Court for review. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's an interesting scenario because the justices uh, agreed not to take it at that time. Right. But they did the unusual thing of actually issuing reasons why, and it wasn't ready based upon the factual development of the record for them to take it. So it goes all the way back down, develops more record, goes back to the Court of Appeals, loses again, and finally it goes up to the Supreme Court. They kick it down the road week after week after week after week, conferencing it again and again, and then finally our case is argued, and then they decide they're going to take it, and we're off to the races. So good things, I think, are coming down the pipe. Go to Liberty Council's website for more information, lc.org, and for this case, our flag case, lc.org forward slash flag. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. The website again, lc.org.